All right, so uh, if you have your Bibles, of course, you see the scripture up there. Um, you know, it, we're, we're going to be in Exodus uh, chapter 14, and really, we're probably just going to be jumping around all of 14. Um, I'm not going to quite go in order, but we'll just kind of see how the Lord leads. But uh, thir- uh, verse 13 will be our main text, and it says, the, And Moses said to the people, Fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today... You shall never see again. And then, of course, uh, Psalms 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we just truly thank you for today. God, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. And most importantly, we thank you for your mercy. And God, I pray, Father, that as, I, as we open up the word today, God, that you let it come alive to us. And God, that we will be hearers of this word and doers also. And God, I pray that I stand behind your cross, that I say no more or no less. God, speak to your people. Speak to me, Father. Change me today. God, I I pray, Father, that, that we will learn to trust you. That when times come, when troubles come our way, Father, that you are in control. And God, we just love you and praise you. And we give you the rest of this service. In the name of Jesus, amen. So, um, maybe, maybe right now, right, you know, well, we can look around this room and it looks like everybody's got a smile on your face. Most of you have a smile on your face, right? But, but we really don't know what's going on in the person in front of you, the person behind you. You know, we, we don't know what kind of troubles are going on in your life, right? But what, I, what we, we need to know is that uh, no matter what we, go, what we have going on in our lives, is that we need to be still and know, right, that God is God. You know, and that your situation, maybe it seems hopeless right now. You know, even though you, you put a, the, the church smile on when you walk in the doors, you know, we've all had that, right? Well, we, we just, we woke up and we were having one of those days, and when we get here, right, we put our church face on, and we're like, they said, how you doing? I said, I'm doing great. But you know, deep down inside, there's something going on, right? There's something going on in your life. And whatever you're facing, right, maybe you feel like it cannot be helped by any mortal man. You know, even, even the loving, caring friends, your, your, your family, you still feel like you're all alone. You know, and it's times like these, right, that God comes on the scene, that he comes on the scene and does what no one else can do. You know, so I believe that we need to stand firm and let God move. And I'm going to say that a million times this morning, right? Because I really want it to seek into your head, right? That, that, that all we have to do is just literally stand firm and let God move in our lives. You know, and we, I promise you, we will see God move in a mighty way. You know, because church, God has to be experienced, you understand that? He has to be experienced. He, tr- he really can't be explained. You know, I know what God has gotten me through in my life. And I felt that, that experience, that, that, that move of God in my life when he's come in there and totally told me just to chill out, James. I got this. You know, so, but I want us to look at, at God's performances in the life of the people of Israel here this morning. You know, and really preach on the thought of standing firm. 
So, I'll do what all good preachers do, right, is, is, is where we're going to kind of set the porch for the message. And, and so, at this point of history, right, at, at the scripture here in Exodus 14, you know, I'm sure most of you here has read the story countless and countless times. Maybe you've, uh, you've watched the Charlton Heston movie about it, right, you know, that, you know, no, no, I'm kind of showing my age. Okay, well, there, look it up, right, there's three or four of you that's watched the movie, you know. Uh, so at this point of history, right, the children of Israel, they've been released. They've been released from, from the strong hand of Pharaoh. And, you know, God had delivered them from 400 years of slavery and oppression to Egypt. 400 years, right? I mean, I don't even think that we can grasp that. You know, and they, they, had become this, they had begun this new journey in their life, right? And we've all experienced these journeys, right, where we've, we've started something new. And, and I guarantee you, when they started this, they, they, they felt all kinds of hope, and, and they felt this expectation of great things to come. And, but, but, but here they are, right, in Exodus 14. They're, you know, what was in front of them was this great Red Sea, and then they had mountains on the left, right? And then that would be your right. And mountains on my right be your left, right? I mean, and, and, and then behind them, they, they had Pharaoh. They had this Egyptian army. And not only, right, not only are, are the enemies behind them, but they were approaching fast. And if you remember the scene, you know, if some of you remember the scene in Charton Heston, right, you see these chariots go over the hill, right? And it was just tons of them heading toward the people of Israel. So on the surface, right, they're trapped. And they, they literally find themselves in this hopeless situation. You know, and as a result, as a result of that, right, what do they do? They, they go to Moses and they start crying out. They, vent, they were really just venting their frustrations, uh, um, so to speak. And has anybody ever been there when they feel like, man, things are just coming down, they're hard, they're heavy, you know, I just, I got to complain. No? You're not married. Okay. So, so you know, they, Moses, you know, but what, what I loved about it is Moses' response, you know, <laughs> He responds in a way that I guarantee you they didn't expect. You know, with the enemy approaching, right, with the walls closing in, Moses literally just stands there and tells them, you need to, need to stand firm. And I'm sure, right, that, 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 that made no sense to them, right? No sense. But he literally says, stand firm. And again, right, the, 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 let's, let's look at verse 13 again. It, still on there. Okay, so, and Moses said to the people, right, Fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. Church, let's be honest, right? If we were in that situation, and Moses, right, was telling us to just stand firm, we would be a little bit concerned. Right? We would be. And why is that? Why, why would we be concerned? Right? <laughs> well, it's because often we forget who we serve. Right? We serve the Lord Almighty. Right? The Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. The one that created the stars in the heaven. Right? He literally did all these great miraculous things. And then he created us. The one that says in scriptures that he loves. 
He wants to do these great and beautiful things in your life. But we forget this. We forget that we serve this mighty God. So, so what can you do, right, when you're facing these hopeless situations? How do you respond with struggles in your life? Maybe there's some of us here, right, that's maybe dealing with a rebellious child. Maybe, maybe you've got a sick relative. Maybe you've got this terminal diagnosis. Maybe you're facing financial hardship, and it just seems like things are just getting worse and worse. Maybe your marriage is not where it seems that, that you want it to be. Maybe other in- issues that I haven't even mentioned, but I guarantee you everybody in this room has either dealt with or dealing with issues in your life. So what do you do? What is your, what's the proper response? Church, I want to tell you again, the only option you have is simply to stand firm. You know, my wife, um, she, uh, no matter what usually happens in her life, no matter what happens in my life, she always looks at me and says, it's going to be okay. You know, I don't know why she has a country accent when she says it, all right? But she always says, it's going to be okay, right? Literally, I could be out in my, my shop. I could cut off my fingers and my, uh, one of my saws. She'd look at me. She's like, you're going to be okay, all right? It's going to be okay. God has got you, right? Maybe not quite like that, but, but really, stand firm, right? I, I would like us uh, to, to, to look at a few occasions when, when, when you may find that God wants you to stand firm. And the first, first occasion, right, is that when, see if it works. Yeah, it did. Woohoo! You know what? When trouble approaches, right, stand firm. Verse 10 it says, When Pharaoh drew near, the people of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them, and they feared greatly. Listen, the people of Israel knew this army well, right? They knew of, his, uh, uh, of the strength and the power that this army had, you know, and, 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 they, and they, they also, they grasped the, the, the gravity of their situation, <laughs> that they were surrounded, literally surrounded. You know, they couldn't go forwards, they couldn't go backwards, right? They, on either side, and not only that, is that they were unarmed. They literally had no way of defeating or protecting themselves, right? So that there was just no logical chance of defending themselves against this great army. They were in a place where all they could do was look up. And that is where they would find their deliverance. You know, there's been a few times in my life when, when really when I felt like this world was, had me surrounded. And all I could do was just look up. Look up, and that's where I found my deliverance. That's where I found hope for tomorrow. That's how I got through the situation that I was in, that I was facing. That's where my deliverance came from. Church, your troubles may be extremely intimidating. Just like the children of Israel. Look at Exodus 14, 5 and 6. It says, when the king of Egypt 
was told that the people had fled, the mind of Pharaoh and his servants was changed toward the people. And they said, what is this that we have done? That we have let Israel go from serving us. So he made ready his chariots and took his army with him. Listen, the, the Pharaoh, right? The, the, the king of Egypt had all the people, had all the equipment at his disposal. He had been responsible, right, for their, for their bondage over the past four, well, not him specifically, but, but he was responsible for, for what the trouble that they were facing at the time. You know, they knew this enemy extremely well, and they knew what it was going to mean if they were captured again. You know, the, the trouble that they were facing may not have been new. The trouble, sorry, the trouble that you may be facing this morning, right, may not be, may not be new. Maybe you have faced this kind of trouble in the past. You know, sometimes just the thought, right, of refighting these past battles can be pretty discouraging in one's life. You know, whatever your trouble is, right? Well, whatever, you know, however intimidating it might be, you know, these troubles may be intense, right? I mean, the children of Israel knew intense trouble. Look at the second part of verse 10. It says, When the Pharaoh drew near, the people of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians was marching on them. You know, when Israel saw the trouble coming, I mean, what did they really see? You know, I've tried to explain the Charlton Heston part, but let's read the Bible part. Look at verses 7 and 8. And it says, And took 600 chosen chariots and all the other chariots of Egypt with officers over them. And the Lord hardened the heart of uh, Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and he pursued the people of Israel while the people of Israel were going out defiantly. Listen, when sometimes, right, when, when, when trouble comes, it just keeps coming. You know, when, when you think you've seen it all, right, more, more seems to come and come and come, right? When it rains, it rains. But luckily, the Bible, right, says it rains on the just and unjust, you know, how many unjust do we have? No, you don't have to answer that. How many just people do we have in here, right? We have problems. We're not going to escape these problems in our lives. You know, the old cliche, right? When, when things can't get any worse, and they do. You know, that is where Israel was, right? And maybe that is where you're at today. Maybe that's where you're at today. You know, your troubles may be intimidating, it may be intense, and you just don't know what to do. Listen, you may be at a point where the answer is to stand firm, right? And see the salvation of the Lord. To literally stand firm and see what God will do in your life. Church, when you see these troubles coming over the hill, right, when we, and it seems like you have no hope, right, and there's absolutely nowhere for you to run, then you will experience, right, kind of fear in your heart and your lives. Church, trust me, because just because I'm up here and you're down there, I get overwhelmed with life too at times. And, we, and when we become overwhelmed, we become fearful, but there's an answer to that fear. 
when fear appears, stand firm. Look again at the second half of verse two or ten. And it says, and they feared, and they feared greatly, and the people of Israel cried out to the Lord. You know, what we are told, right, the people of Israel feared greatly. This means that they were exceedingly terrified. You know, other definitions is they were frightened out of one's wits. You know, it was like that you guys heard the story of Jared and the snake, right? Jared was feared greatly, right? He was frightened out of his wits over a snake, right? The little tiny little snake. It wasn't going to hurt a fly, right? It was, he says it was this big, you know. Listen, they did not know if they were going to be delivered. And let's be honest, right? It didn't look good for them, right? If you, if you hadn't read the rest of the story, right, and you were at this point of the story, you'd be like, well, that's the end, right? That's it. That's all she wrote, right? The ball went in the gutter. It's not going to come back out, right? That's it. You know, they were thinking that they were going to be captured or enslaved or killed. So here you are, right, in the same situation the children of Israel were in. You know, there's trouble on your left, on your right, in front, and behind you. Maybe right now, even though that you might have a smile on your face, there's some fear in your life. You're being gripped with some kind of fear. And the circumstances you're facing, listen, it might change your life forever. You know, some things may, 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 may go back to normal. Some things may not. Listen, you don't know where to go from here, right? Yet you, Your heart, your mind, your life it is just consumed with the fear of unknown. What can you do? Well, again, what do you do? Stand firm, right? Listen, my wife's listening. Stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord. You know, you say preacher, right? That, that, that sounds all good and well, right? But, but, but troubles are coming and I am consumed with fear. I have doubt. I have doubt that the Lord will respond or hear me. Well, friends, <laughs> when doubt arises, stand firm. Look at verses 11 and 12. It says, And they said to Moses, It is because there is no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness. What have you done to bring us out of Egypt? It is, it, sorry, is not this what we said to you in Egypt? Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. You know, the fear, the fear we just imagined, well, there it is, right? It's because, you know, this is the, we have no graves in Egypt that you may be taken away to die in the wilderness. What have you done to bring us out of Egypt? You know, the, the, the discouragement that they had, right? The fear, the frustrations had reached the boiling point, And they begin to question Moses' motives, you know, that they, they professed that, that they would have been better off if they would just remained in their bondage. You know, maybe you're facing this kind of situation in your life, right? Maybe, maybe your life may be changed forever. 
You know, some of you have endured troubles that already has changed your life forever. I'm talking about things that, that just really didn't go your way. Things that you were hoping they would go differently. You know, some of us here have, have lost spouses. Some of us has buried family. Some of us has been diagnosed with illnesses. You know, some families just who faced unimaginable difficulties. And let's be honest, right? You've had some doubt in your life. Maybe even a point where you blamed God before. You know, you're hurting and you just, you just don't know what to do. Listen, back in 1997, I, uh, I lost my brother in a car accident, you know. He was my best friend. Actually, my dad seen it happen. He was right behind him when it happened. You know, it was an accident that just, it tore our family up for a while. And if I was honest with you, I got angry, right? Listen, he was the good kid, right? He was the one that, that never did anything wrong, that mom and dad said, do this, be back when, at this time, he did it, he was back. I was the honorary one, right? I, I know it's hard to believe, but I was the honorary one. And I questioned God. I was like, why would this happen? Why would you let this happen? <laughs> Listen, God had a plan. Yeah, I truly believe that, that God had a plan. I just had to wait upon the Lord to see that plan. And God used that, that situation in our life. To, to, to literally change our life, I believe, for the better. Church, we have to stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord. You know, at this point, uh, there was, what it, so this is one of my favorite parts of this story, is that at this point, there was no physical harm had happened to the children of Israel yet, right? I mean, the trouble, that, that, that it was just approaching, right? It, they just seen it coming, right? But they started to freak out. You know, things were about to intensify. They, the enemy was getting closer. They, they were ready to launch their assault. But church, it hadn't happened yet. It had not happened yet. Are you understanding that? How often do we see trouble coming and start to freak out and nothing has happened to us yet, right? We just assume the worst. And trust me, I am preaching to myself, right? My wife's over going, mm-hmm, listen to your words, James, you know? But we do. We get so uptight about things that has not happened to us yet. Church, you may see trouble coming. You may possess, you, you may start, start becoming fearful. You might, you might have some doubt. And things might get worse. But church, we have to put things in perspective. The trouble hadn't happened to the Israelites yet. And like I said, they started to freak out. But this is so relatable to us today. So relatable. The act of trouble just the thought of it freaks us out whenever we serve this great and glorious God that can literally move mountains, can part seas. 
Listen, when enemies attack, we stand firm. Verse 13, and Moses said to the people, fear not, stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you and you only to be silent. Church, I I stand, listen, I will stand up for my friends. I will do whatever I can for my friends. You know, I, I, I even heard my wife, I don't know why I'm picking on my wife today, but I'm not really picking on her, but you know, one time I heard my wife at a, at a previous church, our pastor says, you know what, pastor, if they come after you, I will claw their eyes out. So evidently, pastor, she's a good one to have on your side, all right? She's a good, so just, you know, if she's standing there, you, you might want to hang off for a little bit, but you know, if you're going after the pastor, but, but you know, listen, you know, you know the, God's word says the Lord will fight for you. You know, we need to remember that the Lord has never lost a battle. He has never lost a battle. And if the Lord says he will fight for you, he will fight for you. I am happy to have the, to have the Lord on my side. I want you to see something very interesting about this situation. You know, the Lord directed Moses to take the children of Israel to the place where they are now surrounded. Exodus 14, 1 and 2, it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell the people of Israel to turn back and encamp in front of Pihathoron between Migdal and the sea in front of about Zephon, you shall encamp facing it by the sea. So the Lord, did you catch that, Lord? Church, the Lord had placed his people in what looks like a dangerous situation, right? I mean, listen, if we were trying to escape from somebody, we're not going to run down to where there's a sea in front of us, mountains on each side, right? knowing that the enemy is behind us. But listen, he had a plan. Literally, God has a plan for your life. From the very beginning of time, God knew where you were going to be, the trouble that you were going to be in. And I promise you, he has a plan to defeat whatever is going on in your life. You know, everything that we have read in this chapter was orchestrated by the Father. You know, and guess what? The the trouble or the trial that you're in the midst of, right? God knows that you're there. Listen, he has a plan. I promise you, he will bring glory through that plan. You know, things may get worse. Listen, I'm not going to get up here and just sugarcoat it for you, right? Things might get worse. You may feel like you're surrounded, but what do you do? You, You stand firm, Literally, you stand firm and watch for the salvation of the Lord to happen in your life. You know, you can't escape trouble. Listen, you can't escape trouble because you're surrounded. You know, you can't defeat the enemy because you're outnumbered. You're you're, you're overpowered. And when you can't go left, you can't go right, you can't go forward, you can't go backwards. The only thing you can do is look up. Everybody look up right now. You don't have to. I didn't say Simon says, but, you know. Listen, David said in Psalms 121.1, it says, I lifted up my eyes to the hills. From where does 
does my help come? People, church family, when things are going on in your life, listen, I promise you, if you look up and you trust and you wait, God will work a miracle in your life. Sometimes, listen, sometimes you have to hit rock bottom so you can find that Jesus is the rock at that bottom. So here we are, right? It's showtime for, 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 it, for the, uh, the Israel people, right? The enemies are pursuing. Things look bleak, bleak. They look dim. And how does God's children face, how do they uh, defeat these undefeatable odds? And they simply stand firm. You know, so God, God told Moses, right, to take his staff and, and to, to raise his hand over the Red Sea. And the waters would be divided and the Israelites, that they, they would cross over. And God inspired the, the, the Egyptians, right, to charge after the children of Israel. Then the angel of God, right, the, the, the pillar of cloud that had led them, had now moved to the rear of the camp. And Moses raised his hand over the sea and the Lord sent a wind opened up the waters, right, so they could pass over. And not only did they pass over, right, but it says they literally passed over dry grounds. They passed over dry ground. We read that all the time, right? <laughs> Listen, it can be raining outside, right? Even when the water secedes, right, how often is there dry ground, right? But that is what God can do. You know, so then the Egyptians, right, uh, um, all of Pharaoh's horses, chariots, they chased Israel into the middle of the sea. Look at verse 26 through 28. It says, The Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the sea, that the waters may come back upon the Egyptians, upon the chariots, upon the horsemen. So Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to its normal course. When the morning appeared, and as the Egyptians fled into it, the Lord threw the Egyptians in the midst of the sea, and the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen of all of the host of Pharaoh had followed them into the sea, and not one of them remains. Not one of their problems, not one of the things that was haunting them remained in their life. You understand how important that is, right? They literally, God took all of their concerns, all of their cares, all of their worries away, just like that. And that's what he does for us. You know, they, even though they had faced, right, this overwhelming arms, Israel's direction was to stand firm. What has God, well, what was God's purpose in setting these events in order? You know, he could have done it so many you know, other ways, right? He could have leave this went zap right? They're done. It's taken care of. Church, I want to I tell you the main reason is why, this, why the people had to see it was because his glory. God wanted his glory to be shown. Look at verse 17 and 18. It says, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them, and I will get the glory over Pharaoh. Listen, Pharaoh thought, right, that he was in control, that he was in control, and God was like, nope, <laughs> I am the one that created, I'm the one that's in control. 
You know, and it says that Pharaoh and all of his hosts, his chariots, and his horsemen, and the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. And when I have gotten glory over Pharaoh, his chariots, and his horsemen. Church, this was his plan, and it was accomplished. All right, I must have been lucky. So anyway, verse 25. It won't slide anymore, but we're good. You know... I think I slid way too many times. All right. Verse 25 says, Clogging their chariots' wheels so that they drove heavily, the Egyptians says, Let us flee from before Israel, for the Lord fights for them against the Egyptians. Church, when your enemy is coming against you, stand firm because God has a plan for your life. You know what? You may, you may be powerless, but I promise you, he is powerful. You know, you may be helpless, but he is this great help in a time of need. You know, you may be fearful, but he literally is fearless. You know, you may be troubled, but I promise you, he will be triumphant in whatever you have going on in your life. Though you are in the midst of a storm, though you are surrounded by every side, he is telling you to be still and know that I am God. Listen, the walls may be closing in. The tide may be swiftly rising. You know, you're wondering, where? Where is God? But I can promise you, you can rest assured, right, that he is moving in your life right now. You may not see it. You may not feel it. But I promise you, he has this beautiful and wonderful plan for your life. You know, what? When you feel right, that, that, that you've reached wit's end, that, that, that I promise you, he will make a way for you to get through whatever you have going on in your life. All you have to do is stand firm. That's right. My wife just mouthed at me. Stand firm and let God move in your life. But right now, let's stand, everybody. With every head bowed, eyes closed, right now, this invitation is for you. Have the worship team come on up. Right now, first and foremost, if you, have, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, some of this won't make sense to you. You truly have to have a relationship with the Lord Almighty. And he wants to have that relationship with you. So you know if God is pulling after you, tugging after you, maybe he's been doing it for a while. Maybe you have been coming here week after week after week, but have yet to make this commitment in your life. And you know that today is that day. That today is the day that will change your life forever. And if that's you and you want to make that commitment in your life, raise your hand right now. Just raise your hand. Maybe today you have been dealing with some situation in your life that, that seems unbeatable. That seems that you have no way of defeating. God is here today to help you with that situation. So the altars will be open. 
Please come, pray, and let's praise the Lord. Thank you, church.